0: Greetings folks, today we have the pleasure of sharing with you our 44th Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle Podcast Series episode that deals with the daily life in Costa Rica and the many questions that arise when thinking about moving here, visiting for a while, how one acquires their legal status, etc, etc. a resident of Costa Rica, it's an involved process. More and more individuals and families are thinking about it now, and they're actually starting the process as well. Many people are moving to Costa Rica this year. There seems to be so much stress and a need for change in their lives, and Costa Rica seems to be that Pura Vida lifestyle oasis, so to speak, (laughs) a land of tranquility and easy laid-back life and Just basically having a strong desire for a more sane and peaceful life. And today, speaking of sane and peaceful, we are talking with a very nice gentleman. His name is Kevin McNamee. He's the representative for Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts. He and his team have helped literally hundreds of people in acquiring their legal status and everything that's involved with the process for many years. Kevin, I just wanted to first of all say hello and thank you so much for being available today for our 44th time together. I have a couple questions for you, and uh, we're really excited about listening to what you have to say.
1: Well, you can uh, include me anytime you want on your podcast, since so, you refer to me as a nice gentleman. So uh, much a much nicer introduction than normal, but uh, greatly appreciated. No, seriously, Skip, it's any time, any time. I uh, enjoy these these moments, and also it's a good time for us to keep recapping what is currently happening in immigration and such. And, uh, and by asking, the, you're asking the questions, we are forced to keep our answers current, and that's important for everybody.
0: Absolutely, and that's why we come back to you. You because I know things change so much and uh, everything that you say is truthful and up-to-date and that's exactly what these what everybody wants to hear. Hey Kevin in our first 43 episodes we've really discussed a lot of things your personal history how you got into the residency business and we've reviewed all the statuses uh, really we've talked about everything there is to talk about and I have been reviewing my notes and Not only have we not talked about this, but this is one of the most asked questions that I receive each and every day, and that's uh, what is the process of bringing a vehicle into Costa Rica? A lot of people, they do purchase here when they arrive, but a lot of people want their car from the United States or Canada or wherever they're coming from. So could you explain that a little bit, please?
1: Oh, certainly that's an excellent question, incidentally, but it is one of those questions where there is not any one answer fits all, but let's take an overall picture of an individual somewhere around the world that wants to bring their car with them, but they hear that they do need that Costa Rica charges is so prohibitive that it's not going to be worth it, but that falls into the category 99% of the time of misinformation. It's part of the due diligence on making a move. It's like you would not phone up ACE moving and say, send me to Costa Rica to send me the bill. You do inquiries as to how do I get a price for shipping and how do I uh, make sure that it's a, a bona fide person that's going to handle my precious goods and such same with their vehicle uh how do i know how much the duty is going to be are they going to rip me out by telling me it's going to be four thousand dollars and when they have it and it arrives it turns out to be nine thousand dollars so those are the things that you know common sense dictates so the question is do you want to bring a car down or not okay let's assume you do you don't want to bring a car down that is unique to the country You don't want to be the only one with the 19-speed Maserati with the road clearance of one eighth of an inch, because first off, our roads are a little different standard than your home country. No matter where you're from, they're a little different and probably worse. But also, repairs and mechanics and such. Uh, I, I can see the typical Costa Rican mechanic, and, and we do have excellent mechanics here they're looking at a maserati or a ferrari or a uh on and on pick a number even even a car uh, from from the us that originated in europe is although it's the same name and the same brands and all that it's built to a different specification and such so you want to you want to know what you really are bringing down and if you should bring it down Physically moving cars absolutely no problem. If you're bringing down household effects and two bedroom, three bedroom house, typically such would be a 20 foot container with a vehicle would be a 40 foot container. This cost difference between a 20 foot and a 40 foot roughly 750 to 800, maybe a thousand dollars an hour that the containers are getting more expensive due to shortage, but that's something you'll get a quote on. So that's That's also something I should say you'll get a quote on. Here's the story. Okay, no, I'm just bringing the car. Okay, so you put it on what we call a a car transport, or you drive it to a port of export, uh, export, a port of, what do you say? you send it to a port of uh, exit and you have it put on a ship and ship to, if you're in the east coast of the US, for example, or Canada, it would go to the east coast of Costa Rica, specifically if you're in Texas or the west coast or east coast of Canada, it would go to our east coast, which is typically Limon. Okay, so now we know that that's where they're going to go, then it comes to the cost of the shipment, how much more are you going to charge me for the container? Basically car comes free if you, except for the cost of the in, increased cost or size of the container because the shipping companies don't really care what's in the container they just want to know how much volume because everything is predicated on volume okay so that leaves the magical question about duty well I heard the duty is very expensive yes how much will it be well, Give us a few hints as to what you're bringing down. Well, I I, I have two cars and I don't know which one I'm going to bring. Well, then give us the description of both of them, and we'll tell you what the duty will be. Let's, excuse me, we will not tell you. We'll have a receiving agent tell you in writing that your car number one anticipate a duty of four thousand two hundred eighty-seven dollars. 93 cents and card number two which is a newer model or older model whatever and they'll give you a very exacting price which probably varies a maximum $50 to $25 or or is dead on because they take the description to immigrate to uh, Hacienda here the tax department and they tell you exactly for that model with those additional items on it and such uh this would be a duty and you will pretty well take that to the bank okay now that begs the question again what information should i ask here's what a receiving agent would need this is the information that the more complete you make it the more accurate the quote will be but in 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 all honesty people are always pleased to hear that Well, I heard duty was 66% or 88%. No, no, it depends on the age of the car and the type and model. An electric car here in Costa Rica is duty-free. They are really into, as you possibly know, uh, all our power is generated by natural, we don't we don't burn diesel fuel to create power here in Costa Rica. It's all done by water and whatever. So they're very cognizant of, of petrol dollars being spent to have to, to they, they like the idea of electric cars. They support it to the point where they offer those cars from your home country here duty free. But, okay. First thing the receiving agent needs you to know is the type of vehicle. Is it a four-door sedan, a two-door sedan? Is it uh, a half-ton truck? Is it a three-quarter-ton truck? Is it a three-ton truck? Okay, so the type of vehicle is the first question. The model and the color And the model, well, as you know, different car brands have different models, and usually they the model denotes a different cost because it has inherent different features in it. The color, people come back to it and say, why in God's name do we have to know or we have to tell you what the color is? We're just very interested. We can't understand why. Well, it's not it is part of the duty process, but well the car here is in customs getting a processed. They have to check that car. against that if it's stolen vehicle or, uh, or whatever, they, if they're told to look out for that 2016 or 2019 Chevrolet Impala, I hope they still make Impalas. but uh, if that's green. Uh, then they will be looking for that green Impala. If there's a yellow one or white one or whatever other color. Then they don't have to look specifically where that one is parked. So it's a, it's a, it's a service. They ask for a combination of, of reasons. Uh, it's not specifically for duty on the color, but the fact is, you will be asked and you better be prepared to, to uh, advise them. Okay. The age of vehicle, of course, is important. Everybody thinks that there's a restriction on cars of such and such an age and older are not allowed that's a fallacy you tell them what you're bringing in what you want to bring in and they'll look at it and they'll get you a price if if the car you are offering or supposed are thinking about bringing has not been into the system yet has it's unique in as much as that's the only car of uh, that make of that year uh, that's coming in, the duty that in that case will be a little, um, won't be firm, it won't be exact because they have nothing to compare to. The next car identical to yours that comes in, they'll use yours as an example. So that's a little a Haiti answer, but the fact is you can pretty well count on an accurate quote. Uh, but the, that one exception is if you're the first kid on the block with that toy. Okay. The other portion of it is there's any special designations uh, models they have like uh, super sport or XL or super XL etc. Those all denote you know, additions in the size of the motor or uh, four wheel drive for example. It's another uh, important thing to denote whether your car is two wheel drive or four wheel drive. But it's a, one of the questions that. Uh, reflects on the value of the, or the amount of the duty. Surprisingly enough, two door versus a four door. They need to know that there is a factor somewhere. And honestly, some cars, the two door is more expensive than duty, and some car times it's the four door is more expensive, depending on the brand and model. But they, they have an extensive history and an extensive reference of cars that come in and they can update them fairly quickly and such. So it's not a a big deal. They also will need to know whether it's standard transmission or automatic transmission, Uh, any special features such as a sunroof or trailer hitch, or I think it's some other bucket seats, uh, console. Those are the questions because when you bought that car new and ordered from the factory, you specified that, and you probably paid a premium. They know that, and they, they're going to get their ounce of duty from that extra cost. The VIN number. Everybody says, "What the heck is a VIN number?" You spelled wine wrong. You dropped the e. But no, it's not. It's the vehicle vehicle identification number. Usually, you'll find that uh, in, uh, inside the front windshield, and usually behind the portion that has the odometer on your dashboard so if you take a, a, a flashlight and look down through the window you'll see a black typically black uh piece of tape looking whatever and there has a bunch of numbers start. so it starts with what bin? b-i-n vehicle identification number so give that number that tells a history of the of the Car almost from, well, from the date of manufacture to the current date. Very, very important. You won't get any quotes without that in number. Uh, Type of fuel, gas, diesel, hybrid, or again, if it's an electric uh, vehicle. Very important. The the, very important uh, thing is, Check your registration if you bought a secondhand car several years ago, this might have either slipped your mind or you didn't notice in the first place. but if that car is and sorry if it was in an accident and was rebuilt, they will not allow it into the country it's it's um, they have a, a big problem of people who used to go down. Car, vendor, car repair shops used to go to Florida or California and such, and bring in truckloads, c- container loads of cars that they could fix here and put on the road, and people would drive away until a couple hours later, or a couple weeks later, or a couple months later, a couple years later, the car falls apart and they find out that it was repaired and not uh, was never supposed to be back on the road. So they are very, very Uh, aware of the fact that the, if there's salvage, if the word salvage appears on your registration, don't bring it. Don't even think about bringing it because it'll get landed here and it'll get returned to you, or it will stay here period, but I will never see the road. They're very, very, um, particular about that. And rightly so we were getting a terrible number of cars that were in, we're not credible or viable to fix in in the home country, but are very viable to fix here in Costa Rica because of the high cost of the of the vehicles. So that's a very important thing to remember. This is the question we get quite often. Well what's the blue book value? Uh folks, it, it's just a mechanism, a system that we don't use in Costa Rica. Blue Book is very popular in North America. And I don't know whether they use it in the US or not, but it's a, or sorry, in uh, Europe or not, wherever else. But the fact is, Blue Book is just somebody's opinion that put it in ra- writing that that car of that age, it's, uh, that condition is uh, typically will cost X number of dollars. Costa Const- Rica immigrating or duty customs are not interested in Blue Book value. They have their own set. And actually, tell you the truth, our our local evaluations are more favorable to the client than the blue book and such is, but but it, it doesn't give you any uh, credence or uh, up step up from the line if you say, well, I find out the blue book value of my car is such and such, and, and everybody looks at you like, so what? Okay. So that is an encapsulation of basically the information you need. When you have your receiving agent, you tell them this is you want to cost for that, and they will give you the amount of the duty very, very quickly. And they also give you a price for what we call making it street legal. And street legal doesn't mean you're going to make a jalopy into a dragster or what, but it means that that car, as you bring it in, has to be registered in your Name here, or in a corporation name that you own here, whatever people say, oh, it's already registered in my name. I don't have to do that. You're, you're partially right. It is already registered and if it's registered in your name in the US or Canada or your home country. This are this are Costa Rica and it's going to be registered. It's going to be on the road here. It's going to be registered in Costa Rica and that's what we mean by cost of registration. Also, compulsory inspection is. is Done on the car. It's, uh, it's not an expensive process, but they make sure that the brakes work, the clutch works, the lights work, the signal switch light works, the seat belts work, uh, the good, com- not so much good compression in the car, but good brake pressure. Um, they're very thorough. They, uh, they'll they check to make sure your doors can be locked and unlocked from the inside and outside, uh, that the dash lights are all working. Just a, a very thorough. A uh, high, but every car goes through it every year. So your year down here starts when you bring the car in. Actually, when the receiving agent arranges for all this to take place for you, and then it goes to the lawyer who registers the car and plates the car. And the receiving agent asks you how much insurance you want to put on the car, or do you want to put insurance on the car? That's your option. And it's all done, and they hand deliver you the car and. You drive away merrily into the sunset that's pretty well sunset up. Now. I, I want to add something to it. Why I'm fairly conversant, why we are fairly conversant on the requirements. As our company name, you know, it's Costa Rica immigration and moving experts. That was part of the moving part of the, of the, of the, of the, of the, of the, of the name because of the last year, 18 months. The number of applications we are getting for residency is it has been prohibitive for us to be continue to be involved in the movie portion of it. So we really are Costa Rican immigration experts now, not moving. What we just did was simply made arrangements with the people that we used to use. We get to get us quotes and such and say, look, this is a client living in Duluth, Minnesota. Here's his postal zip code, and he would like to have a price on getting from his home address to his new home address here. He wants to pay the duty, of course, on his household effects, and he would like to know what the duty is going to be on his vehicle. That man, that woman, that person, then takes over from us. We are not involved. We don't we don't participate in the in the voting of it or the uh, or sharing the profit of arranging it it's just simply a service that we continue to pass on to our clients so uh if you let me know i will to talk to a number two three of the people usually i give two or three and they they start to uh quote among them fight not fight compete against each other to get the best service, the best price. So that's the scenario about duty and such. Overall, people say, should I bring uh, my household effects? Is it better to buy new and such? That's a personal call. The duty amount is not that high. The Their duty is higher on refrigerators because of Freon. And as a freon part of the same story as was applicable to cars that are considered salvage, refrigerators are expensive in Costa Rica. Therefore, people were coming from Costa Rica to the U.S. and buying container loads of used refrigerators, bringing them over and selling them. And they died within a six months to a year. And the landfills were filling up with freezers or refrigerators, so there were no value not worth getting fixed and, and, and junk. So they they have a fairly high rate of duty on refrigeration, re- refrigerators, whether it be refrigerators and or freezers or combinations. So you may want to consider that. Uh, the other option is, of course, buy it and bring it down, pay the duty and bite the bullet. I am firmly convinced that appliances, electrical appliances, throw, stove, fridge, such, are we don't have even the imported items that we get here. I question if they are not rejects or, or, or what else are you gonna call them, defects, whatever. I'm not happy with the electrical uh, appliances overall here. I, I I uh, like our, we have Sapsons here, that's a good name, but they're local manufacturers and the, some of the ones coming from Mexico leave a lot to be desired. Okay, uh, I, I'm digressing away from the, from the duty of, of how to calculate the duty in a car, but just gotta fill that in. So there's what we do. We'll take care of your immigration requirements and we'll help you With all our knowledge of moving and such, but to a third person, they appreciate the amount of business we give them. Therefore, they will take as good a care from you to you, for you, as they would have for us dealing with you. It's a good business for them, and we do give them a fair number of people, but with our time, our office just cannot do the two things correctly anymore
0: because it's uh we are we are thank god busy well kevin thanks a lot it's really been a pleasure there's been a lot of people taking a lot of notes and if they haven't been taking notes uh we've posted kevin's contact Information and his website address on the program notes that are associated with this specific episode. I do want to give uh, you folks his uh, website address. It's Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. That's Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. Simply go to the contact us page and send him a note. And you will also notice on the website, on the top left hand corner of the home page, there is his What that phone number and uh, he's available at least 10 or 12 hours a day so be sure to give him a call <laughs> and uh, by the way if you haven't already be sure to listen to our first 43 conversations with Kevin regarding residency and everything about Costa Rica just like today he gets uh, he goes in depth in uh, every topic that we talk about and it really helps out a lot of people if you like what, you, what you've heard today, please share our Q&A session with your friends and family and on social media. And if you come up with any specific questions that you want to have us uh, talk about, please contact me at Costa Rica good News at gmail.com. That's Costa Rica good News at gmail.com. Kevin, thanks again. We really appreciate it. We'll see you soon for our 45th conversation. Thanks again for today, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: You're welcome entirely skip. Uh, honestly joking aside, I really do appreciate these opportunities and uh I I definitely have to say I enjoy them. So uh uh, thanks again for the invite. Have a have a nice evening and we're now coming into our three day weekend, so uh, I think this is my last job for the day. Take care. Thanks again for the invite.
0: Thanks, Kevin. My pleasure.